we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My wonderful guest today is Holly Penny. We're going to be talking about how she removed the negatives. She's a mom, a finance enthusiast, a speaker, a writer, a self-love advocate, a four-time ovarian donor, travel advocate, minimalist, and lover of all things chocolate, a girl after my own heart. She has been down the road of experienced childhood trauma, and then as an adult, she decided to invest in herself. Look at those negative patterns. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still getting over bronchitis here. And look at those negative patterns. And then when she reached that low point, she decided to take matters into her own home healing journey and growing in self-awareness. She came to realize for the first time in 30 years of her life that she didn't know the meaning of self-care. And after attending a retreat in 2019, she fell in love with herself. That's what it's all about, folks, and found a passion for journaling and since 2019, she's made a commitment to prioritize self-care, whether whatever is going on, whether it's a run, whether it's taking a long half bath, whether it's journeying, where it's just simply and utterly and completely saying, I love you in the mirror. Welcome to the show, Holly. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Self-love. I think it's one of the very hardest things for people to do, to journey to, because we've been conditioned. Who do you think you are? You're not more important than anyone else. Stay in your lane. And all of that that we've had been brought up with. But without self-love, we don't have a love of life or joy. We don't discover our meaningful purpose. We can't be that essence that everyone else needs from us if we deny ourselves of that self-love. Absolutely. 100%. And you know, the saying is you can't give from an empty cup. And I know that's so cliche, but mm -hmm. it's so true. You can't give, you can't give from an empty cup. And when my cup is full, I know that I can show up for the other people in my life in a, in a more wholesome fashion, yes. like a more whole way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, enrichment and abundance isn't what you put in the bank. It's what comes from our heart, souls, and our spirits. And you know the people who've put the time in and taken the journey because they're literally resonating on a different vibe, aren't they? Oh, totally. You can absolutely tell people who, who take care of themselves first, mm -hmm. first and foremost, because it's so important. Why is it that we are brought up not to believe that, you know, not to, you know, not to take care of ourselves? It's, it's especially as women. It's everybody else comes first. And when you're a mother, you don't count as a woman at all anymore. You know, you are there for everyone right to the point of depletion. And then they wonder what's wrong with you. Right. So who wrote that script? Because I don't like it. <laughs> we need to find them. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Rewrite. Yeah, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and you're right. Once you once you get to be a mom, that's mm -hmm. kind of it. You're you're a mom and that's it. Or that's what society says, or that's what the belief system says, because 
I know during my childhood, I saw my mom give and give and mm-hmm. give and give. And my mom was a mom. And mm-hmm. it seems like that's all she did was just be a mom. Mm-hmm. And that's how it felt for me growing up. And that's probably, well, that is exactly where I learned it, right? That's where we mm-hmm. learn a belief. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Got to from our parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I remember after my second son was born, like I was like burnt out, exhausted. I had a toddler at home, a baby, but it was like more than just like new mom tired. It was like, okay, something's not in alignment here. I can be more than just a mom. Yes. Yeah. Biggest thing mothers forget is that you were a woman, you were a child, you are a human being. The label is now your mother, but that doesn't define you or erase everything else you've ever been. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's coming. I lived that pattern of I'm a mom for a long, long time. And so coming back to who actually Holly is, who is my being, who is my spirit? You know, as a, as a mother of uh, almost a 40 year old, I've got three kids, uh, turning 40, 38, and 34 this year, and a grandmother of one. I know that as a mother, your kids are always going to see you the way they see you, as mum, as who mum was to them growing up. Um, very rarely do they see you as a woman or as, as a person that is, you know, different. And I've taken my self-discovery later in life, and I know that I love my kids to death and I know they love me, but they don't see me. They see an image of, you know, what, what they grew up with, or maybe a little bit of what I am now. And that is something I think that as, as children, no matter what age our parents is, our parents, like you have gone on that journey of self-discovery, removing the negatives, placing self-care in yourself, doing something meaningful for yourself, And you want to be seen as that, not typecasted, not stuck in a rut of somebody's perception of how you used to be and they don't want to accept who you are now, is Mm. if people have put the time and working to grow, see their growth. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's an an interesting journey because my children are younger. So they're between the ages of seven and 14 and, and being on this journey also with them and teaching them what self-care is at such a young age. My, my son, the other night, he was having trouble sleeping. He's 11. And so it's like, okay, what do you need? What does your body need right now? And being able to there to be there to support him on, okay, let's figure out what his body needs and then get the rest that his body is absolutely craving because it was way too late. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what you're doing is empowering him to empower Mm -hmm. himself. Mm -hmm. What is holding me back? What is the problem here? Instead of just crying about it or being frustrated about it, what's causing it and what can I do about it? Absolutely. Right. We don't teach our children what to do about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, as a, a, I'll go back to my childhood and, and how I was raised. My parents did an amazing job and they did the absolute best that they knew yeah. how. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then seeing, so now when my children come to me with a problem or a struggle, it's not just like putting a bandaid on it, but yeah. actually digging in even my seven-year-old what do you need what is your body telling you okay well this hurts or I don't feel good here or I'm feeling this way about this and okay even when you know my younger one's in a 
you know, tantrum where he can't even, you know, do anything. Like he can't think, he can't focus on anything. It's like, okay, do you, and I'll ask him prompting questions like, do you need alone time right now? And he'll shake his head yes or no. And then I'll, if he says yes, I'll give him some space. If he says no, okay, do you need me to rub your back? Do you need a drink of water? Do you need what? Do you need your favorite stuffy? Um, so teaching them how to cope too is yes. really cool. We don't do that to our children. Then we expect that once they become adults, that they know all the answers. Yeah. You know, hello. <laughs> You've done everything for them. I, um, I have a 22 month old uh, grandson and I, two days a week, I traveled to go and look after him while my daughter is doing her practicum. And like and she was saying about, you know, that she does all the housekeeping, she does all the cooking. And, you know, he's, and he's a wonderful, wonderful husband and really does co-parent and everything. But it's what the women in his life have always done for him. So that's all he knows. And I know that my little Roro, my little grandson, is going to be learning to do chores. In fact, he has a little toy vacuum cleaner already. <laughs> and we're doing them a disservice by doing for them instead of teaching them to do for themselves. Absolutely. 100%. If we don't, like you said, when they're adults, we just expect them to know yeah. this. But how, how can they know it if nobody ever taught them? Right. Or if society just expects, well, you're the wife, you're the mother. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're working 40 hours a week. You are got to be superwoman and do everything else. Right. <laughs> and it's like, uh, no. no. Right. There's no. two parents here. Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, and the other thing is whether you are outside working or not, working as a mother is 24 7. Mm -hmm. How much time do you get for yourself? Mm -hmm. right? right having that luxury bath going yeah. for a run just being able to read a book for a few minutes going to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> without someone at the door yes <laughs> yeah and it's like well, those are luxuries to us in those early stages uh but why is raising a child not considered a career that is a great question because it is the most time, it's the most time consuming job you will ever, ever have. And the most responsible job, the, 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 most the accountability responsible. that you have mm -hmm. in raising that child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be. It should be a career. And, and it should be paid. <laughs> it should be paid. <laughs> uh, I remember my husband complaining at one point. And what I did it is I decided to write out an invoice for him. And I did, you know, the, the, the chauffeur driving them everywhere, the, the, the cook, the cleaner, you know, the, the, the nurse, the counselor, uh, the sex goddess, the whole thing. And I put yeah. prices by the side of it. And I said, here you go. Um, tell me which one you would like to replace me with. <laughs> you know? right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Reality set in. And I think this is something else, especially as women or anybody staying home, because there's a lot of dads that are doing that now. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. like, let us place value where the value is really, mm -hmm. you know, happening and, and respect it. And to hell with whatever tradition has been. It is about what is, who is, has stepped up right now. How do we support them? How do we give them time and how do we appreciate them? Absolutely. I love that. I, yes, that is beautiful. I don't think I could have said it better. <laughs> yeah. The negativity that 
we grow up with a, a lot of it as you said your parents did the very best they could and they did it within a society that also dictated to them mm-hmm. you know you've got to be you know the, the 2.2 kids which I've always tried to work that one out you know right. <laughs> picket fence cat dog mortgage uh you know the whole tutti fruity there uh and all of it is somebody's again script that is an illusion that can be very delusional and it doesn't incorporate the identity of everyone within the family or the cohesiveness, mm-hmm. right? It is, mm-hmm. this is my role, this is your role, you will do as I tell you, and your thoughts are not appreciated. Right, right. There's like this black and white, but no gray. Oh, God. <laughs> there can't be gray. No. Um, and one thing that I, I really, really, really appreciate in my relationship now is it, it is like a 50, 50, you know, this is our home and, yeah. and we take care of it together. Um, one thing that neither of us really love doing is the house cleaning. So I remember maybe it was about 10 months ago, we hired a, a monthly house cleaner. She comes yeah. in yes. yeah, <laughs> and just like all those tasks, like the baseboards, yeah. I don't want to no. wash baseboards no. in my free no. time. I have, I have enough things to do. <laughs> and you're giving somebody a job. 100%. Right, that 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 yeah. this is what they take pride in. There's a lot of and people say, who wants to be a house cleaner. There are a lot of people that really take a yeah. great deal of pride in in house cleaning, and it frees up your time either for yourself or for your family. Right, it doesn't pile up and make you feel guilty. You got to go to get to the baseboards. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's uh yeah. I mean, that's I I mean, I grew up with with I uh, grew up in England, and I grew up with people that used to come and clean the house. Mm-hmm. and bake bread twice a week oh the smell of oh. that crusty bread we used to be there with the butter on the knives as ready as it come out <laughs> slap the butter on oh <laughs> oh so good oh so good yeah. um but you know my mum was a stay-at-home mum but she still had help right yeah. and this is it used to be a village everybody mm-hmm. would help one another mm-hmm. when did it turn out to be that you've got to be everything and, you know, you talked about the gray, that gray is where you feel there is no black and white. It's a zone where I don't know where I belong. I don't know who I am. I don't know what life wants from me. I don't know what I want from myself. Right. It's that gray zone of just blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, house cleaning is not my zone of genius. So I am going to find somebody who's, it is their zone of genius. Yes. So I can focus on my zone of genius exactly because I know why I'm meant to be here and it's it's my journey does not take me on the house cleaning path (laughs) (laughs) I hear you (laughs) yeah (laughs) very simple now am I like someone said before like a a parent uber yeah I feel like a parent uber most nights driving kids to and from sports but I'm able to have that connection time with them Mm. and not even not worry about the, the things that need to happen at home. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's, um, I had three of them and if they were all in something at the same time, it had mm-hmm. to be reliant on me to mm-hmm. get them there. So I had to always make sure that I individually could take them to things and, and then you're juggling dinner and have you done your homework? And we've got to be in the car, you know, and what? it's, you know, and it, ah, how do we do it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why do we put that pressure on ourselves? And self-care? What do you mean self-care? 
And you know, in, I feel like you just explained my whole entire day. Like I have to cook dinner at 3 PM today because that's the only time I have to cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, two kids need to be at opposite ends of the city at the exact same time today. Yeah. Like, so one kid has to be early and one kid's yeah. going to be slightly late. Right. And then it's like, okay, so maybe today I don't have time to light some candles and have an Epsom salt bath and like enjoy a whole hour to myself. And there's other things I do throughout the day. Like I enjoyed a coffee with a friend this morning, which I haven't seen for a long time. So that was like a beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I really enjoy is like drinking from my favorite water bottles. Like, so I'm constantly surrounding myself with all these little things that bring me joy. Right. So I don't get caught up in the overwhelm of like, oh my God, supper and Mm. sports and homework and bath time. And you know, you know the drill. (laughs) I know the drill. Yes, I know the drill. Mm Yeah, the the other thing, you know, why do you put your kids in things? Because we do that because we want to give them opportunities in life and because we can, (laughs) you know, we do. And, and, you know, the, the, the density of those years where we're, we know we're having to split in two and be everywhere in, in a, in a, while we're in it, you know, we feel the thick of it, but really when we come out of it, as I have, you know, you look back on it and it's like, well, it wasn't so bad. You know, right. it's, you know, it's a, as you said, prioritize the time where you can. A lot of people in that self-care, but no, I, I have to have that bath at that time to relax. Mm-hmm. I have to, no, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a monk on who was talking about, he takes people into Times Square Mm. To meditate in the square, to be the mountain, still and quiet amongst mm. the chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that we need to learn as an art. How do we become the calm yeah. amongst the chaos? Yes. You know, my, my word of the year, I've started this a couple of years ago, is like, cre- instead of creating a New Year's resolution, I create a word of the mm, year. And yeah, my word this year is present. Mm. And so... Again, nights like tonight when it's could put like it, the old Holly, it could take her out and shift her into yeah. like this overwhelmed, crazy person. I know tonight there's two opportunities where I get to have alone time with each child right. and really being there and yes. being present with them and ask them questions about their day and how, how are things going in your life? What, what is it you need from us? How can I help you with that? Like just being there and listening to them you know, we have to drive to sports anyway. So taking right. advantage of that 30 minute drive helps create that connection and, and be present with those who matter. Cause you've got them captive. <laughs> right? <laughs> they have no choice. Right. And, and I think, you know, the other thing that's happened a great deal with people on many levels, never mind whether you're a mum with children, but just as a form of escapism are the devices you know, the phone, mm-hmm. the this and that mm-hmm. is that how people mm-hmm. go to it to to escape or oh, just let them have the phone for a few minutes. And mm-hmm. and it, it, it becomes a crutch mm-hmm. rather than dealing with the situation. Now, not to mm-hmm. say that at times, OK, you know, it's there or at times just scrolling through Instagram and this or that, liking pictures and things like that isn't relaxing. Yeah. But yeah. it is also being very, very mindful in your own self-discovery and recovery is not to go to something that becomes addictive or replaces, mm-hmm. you know, that negativity or pain, because that means you're not dealing with it. And really the only way to get onto the other side of it is to go through it, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And as, as you said that I was like, I, I was thinking you have to go through it. Mm-hmm. You can't just put it mm-hmm. on a shelf and never deal with it. You, yep. you have to go through it and spending time, quiet time alone for me is really, really helpful. So, you know, I may have been addicted to social media in the past and I don't know what it was, but I like realized, Oh, I'm spending way too much time on social media. Like this isn't serving me and asking that question with anything. Is that serving me? Okay. No, it's not serving me. So how can I switch it? And why, why am I becoming say addicted to this Mm -hmm. modality? Um, and, and just realizing that, okay, maybe there's something, maybe there's a stress or something going on in my life and I'm trying to avoid it, but actually being with myself, being alone in the quiet, meditating, journaling, getting through it, then it's just like this light and and Mm. the stress, like you feel it, right? It's gone. (laughs) And journaling, whether, you know, whether you're blogging, journaling, writing something down, writing music, doing art, it's, it's allowing the inner expression to come out right and very often we have so much chatter in our frontal lobe that we can't hear ourselves think or feel and so when you just don't journal i'm going to write about this today no pen in hand or whatever whichever way you're doing it let it come allow it to be then read it back or or look at the art that you've created or the dance or whatever and go wow Right, because there's there's a voice inside of you that wants to express, but we don't allow it because we're too busy dictating. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. just how many times have you written something and then you go back and look at it later and go, This is pretty cool. And they go, I wrote that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And there's been so many, like I've had that experience so many times where my favorite form of like self-care is the Epsom salts and the candles and the low light in the tub with my journal. Like I absolutely love that sacred space that I give myself and the goals and the achievements that I've created in the tub, just journaling, Mm. like without any agenda, just like start journaling and then what comes up maybe in six months, I read back to that journal entry and I'm like, Oh, I've accomplished that. Yes. Like, yes. yes. (laughs) I've achieved those goals. Wow. Right. Or even like, God, I didn't know I felt that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Because again, we suppress, suppress. No, no, I haven't got time for you now. And then the journal comes out. No, you need to address this. It's coming out. You're right. This is a now moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The universe has plans for you Mm. and you better listen. You don't want the cosmic two by four folks. You just want the nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So pay attention. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And you know, the thing about water, it is actually a conduit. It is a, there's energy in water that, that draws our energy out. It's very calming, very soothing, but it's also very opening. And it's like, what is your area? You know, for me, trees, breeze and water are essential. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and being in, in a breeze where it just blows the cobwebs away, the trees rustling and the leaves talking to you, the waters lapping up against the shore. All of it is a form of communication. And we need to find what is it that we resonate with mm-hmm. that is our communication with nature or with self that allows our inner voice to come out. And that just means you've got to explore a little bit, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. My, my happy place is by the ocean. Mm. Now I live in Alberta. There is no ocean in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Time to move. <laughs> yeah. So every opportunity that I get to be by the water, I, I take it, I grab it. Like when I can dip my feet in that salt water, Oh, yes. it's just so pleasant. Um, this year we actually got, we, we got a camper and we put it right on the lake. So no, it's not the ocean and I'm closer to the water, right? So having, having that around me just brings me joy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what body of water, whether it's salt or lake water, it's just something about immersing into that water Mm -hmm. that has such a, a cleansing. And I don't mean soap and water type cleansing. I mean, there's the, the cleansing of your spirit, the cleansing of your soul, and I think one of the things we don't realize that you know we're seeing more and more people today depressed, living in negativity, um, in that gray zone, not being able to see any color or joy anywhere. A lot of that is to do with the media, social media, media itself. Yes, we've gone through a pandemic. Yes, we're going through a financial pandemic. Yes, we're going through an emotional pandemic. But if we keep hearing about how depressed we are, we're going to stay depressed. And I think we have to literally change channels and force ourselves to look at something that's joyful. And very often, if you are a parent, that's your kids. 100%. Absolutely. I, I made the choice, I don't know, five, 10 years ago now to, to not watch the news, yep. to literally change the channel. Yep. I don't, I don't watch the news. There's not often you're going to watch the news and come up with a happy story. No. No, no, they, they like to spread the negativity and I just don't have the space. I don't have the right. capacity to take that on. I, I choose not to take that on. Um, so I'm lucky. mindful of, yeah, I'm lucky here in Victoria. I'm in Victoria, BC and our mm-hmm. news channel, they're always bantering with each other. You know, mm. they will deliver the news. They always end up with something funny. You know, they're always being light. And so I can watch the current news to get a gist of what's going on, but I'm not left heavy. And if right. I do have to know the heavy news, I watch Corbett or Trevor Noah, you know, mm-hmm. because if it's not got humor with it, you just go, hey, my God, what are we doing to each other now? You right? <laughs> and and it's just yeah. like, really, humans? Really? Yeah. Don't you understand that everything that is going on around you is you are a part of? You're creating it. You're creating it. Your yes. own turmoil inside is causing the hurricane on the outside. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know, I listened to a podcast, I think it was yesterday. And they were talking about, you know, when things are going great, and everything is good. It's like, I manifested this. But then when things go bad, it's like, it's your fault and your fault. fault. No, you manifested that too. Yes. Yes. Uh, You know, good, good, good vibrations, you know, good old Mm -hmm. beach boys. They had it way back then. And like, when we're pointing a finger, there's three pointing back at us. Exactly. Well, what, what part of the equation are you on this? Are you just, you know, sensationalizing it or are you being proactive to do something mm-hmm. about it? And then people say, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? If every one person stepped up and did something, we would be living in solutional land, not problem land. Totally. Imagine the ripple effect. Mm. If my ripple is this big and yeah. then put two people together. It's this big. And then yes. three people like yes. imagine the great big huge ripple effect we could have how many songs and stories and everything have been written about love 
mm-hmm. and, and really common denominator of absolutely everything in life is love. Mm-hmm. And it starts with self-love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which starts with self-care. 100%. Yeah. And, and learning, like really sitting into that heart chakra all the time as challenging as it is, even in the hard times, really setting into that heart chakra. And, you know, I feel like we're, we're, we're our own worst enemy. Oh God. Where yes. <laughs> we, we close our heart off to ourselves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and really being mindful to create all of these little things of self-care, it all creates there builds this foundation to really just loving yourself. And then when you can love yourself, you can love others. Yeah. And then if you loved on others that much, then they're going to love on their, you know, then it's just going to create this huge effect. I don't think people realize science has proven that those that live in a higher spirit, a higher loving vibration are literally resonating on a higher frequency. And on that frequency, you can't knowingly do any harm to anyone else. Right. Now, imagine if we all decided to turn our volume up to that higher frequency. If we decided to look at life and go, I don't care what negativity is out there right now. I can't do anything by being negative. Mm -hmm. It's only when I choose to step into loving vibrations that I have the clarity and the power to do something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's the key is like, okay, negative things are going to happen. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) Right. They will happen. And it's perpetually. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And how are we going to choose to show up in those moments? Yeah. Being negative and being stressed and angry and taking all of those yucky emotions on doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. And so choosing the heart center in those moments. We see this in the States right now, you know, young people getting hold of guns. I did a show on this last week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why did they have to die? Why does somebody hate their life so much mm-hmm. that they can go and take a gun and shoot 19 innocent children to a point mm-hmm. where they're not recognizable? What loathing is in their soul? Well, for a start, the, their soul isn't connected because if the heart mm-hmm. isn't open, the soul and the wisdom cannot come through you. That divine presence can't come through you. Your spirit isn't connected because it needs to be connected to an open heart. Mm-hmm. All they're living in is despair, anger, hate, loathing. And they're in a sewage pit of that. And they want someone to pay. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that hurting someone else is only going to hurt you. And that if you're angry and you're in pain, then the only way through it is to heal thyself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We can't, we can't heal ourselves by projecting onto others. It's, no. it's just not possible. Not with good results. <laughs> no, right. right. <laughs> Did you find that when you decided you know, to erase that non-negativity in your life. And as you said, your parents brought you up lovingly. They brought you up in the best way. It's just that you were in that gray zone of like, you know, expectation. And mm-hmm. there's surely there's something more than this. And you decided to invest in yourself, self-care and come out of it. But did you also find that the people around you, there were some that propelled you forward and some that wanted to hold you back? Yes. Absolutely. Because the people who were in my life in that moment Mm. 
are not the people who are going to take me to this yeah. Holly. Yeah. And then the people who are with me at this moment, you know, some of them might not come with me to the next stage. Right. And, and everybody is on their own journey. Mm-hmm. So we all have our moments of when, when are we going to rise? When are yeah. we going to, you know, take that next step, rise to the next level. And everyone has their own journey. And sometimes they're together with people yeah. and sometimes they're not. Right. Yep. right. And, 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 you know, it, the other thing is, is that it's not a linear path. There are many, you know, <laughs> you know, I look at it, you know, look at a tree. We want the tree to be deep rooted. We want the trunk to be strong, but we want the branches to be able to flap in the wind. And there are many, many branches and you can have many friends on many levels. You don't want to go to the, the negative downers, pull you down, misery, you know, vampires. We don't want, you know, you need to be as far away as you can from those people. It's their choice to be there. Mm-hmm. Right now, I know that mm-hmm. with a lot of brain injuries or depression for some people, they just don't know their way out. But at some point, every single one of us gets a door presented to us and it's up to us whether we're going to take it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't be around those people when you're in recovery and say, but I want to take you with me. You're only mm-hmm. responsible for you. Mm-hmm. But what, as you said, you're going to rise high and some people may not rise with you. But that doesn't mean that you still can't communicate with those people just to be around exactly. those people. Right. You don't exactly. have to leave people behind that are trying or that are growing at a different rate to you. It just means you fine tune your channels mm-hmm. to communicate with them on different levels. Excuse me. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> So it's, um, it's, it's not a, a one size fits all or a one lane, isn't it? We just really have got to fan out and understand that, that there are multiple levels to this. Mm-hmm. Imagine personal growth on a linear line. How easy would that be? <laughs> How boring, actually. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Not reality at all. Because sometimes on journey, well, I'll speak for myself on my personal growth journey, it felt like I was going two steps backwards mm. because you have to go through it. You have yes. to do the work Yes. before you can rise. You have to do the work. I've been doing this 10 years and over 2000 shows myself. And I can tell you everybody that's on the other side, leading a meaningful life now with beautiful services that are helping other people on their journey everybody will say the same thing, go through it. It's worth it. When you get to the other side, everything you've been through is worth it, but nothing happens at A. And as you go through the alphabet, you know, you don't have to wait for Z. Right. It's just (laughs) all of those letters are are those beautiful steps forward. And even if you do do a cha-cha-cha, a couple of steps back, a couple of steps forward, don't give up. Mm-hmm. because what comes out of it is beautiful yes yeah it's it's, a deep it's breath, worth it? it yeah 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 so and, I, it, and, and yet there, I don't think really there are kind of truly words to articulate exactly how I feel uh, how one feels but I think I think it is that sense of serenity where it's all okay it's like a really mm-hmm. big deep yoga breath it's all okay no matter what gets thrown at me I can deal with it, you know, no matter um, where I am today, I can deal with it. And mm-hmm. I am in gratitude of all of those days that are the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and even on those hard days, 
finding those, mm. those, those moments of gratefulness. Yes. Um, one thing that my partner and I like to do when we're in bed and it's quiet and we're just getting ready to fall asleep. What are three things you're grateful for mm. today? Perfect. Now it could be things, big things. Like I got to spend three hours, you know, helping my child complete this. Mm. It could be little things like I am so grateful for, you know, our paycheck this week, we were able to put the lights on. Like it doesn't have to be big things that we can show gratitude towards. It can be the very small things. But that's the point. When Mm -hmm. we start grateful for the small things, we realize Mm -hmm. how big they are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I wake up in the morning, you know, thank you. I'm awake for another day of possibilities. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, I have a physicality that my body works on a different plane altogether. And sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be my negative today. And so I've learned to have a partnership with it. And okay, all right, you need time today. I'm (laughs) I'm going to fit you in. How about (laughs) I give it that time. But I find most of the time, my body will go, okay, all right, just just so as you know, the battery's running flat. Yeah. But, but I'll, I'm there for you. But remember later, I need to take a rest. And, and that's, the thing, that's the self-care that you need to pay attention to. Yes. Whether you have an ailment or not, it <laughs> is learn to listen to your psyche, your heart, soul, spirit, and body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, if we could all just do that all the time. Yeah. It would be because your body tells you what it needs. Oh, yeah. Every time it tells you exactly what it needs. And it's just listening to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may say you need a deep massage right now and you know mm-hmm. you can't get one. But mm-hmm. also, you know, don't don't uh, dismiss the actually imagining you're getting one. Exactly. Right. Because we are such, again, physical creatures where we think the only way I'm going to release the body is a hands on massage. But mm-hmm. if you actually sit there still and in the present and imagine that massage happening. Mm-hmm. right it's the psyche is already relaxing the body and it's like we we don't pay enough attention to our to our spirit and our psyche mm-hmm. yeah meditation is a beautiful thing mindfulness mm-hmm. and you're right okay so you can't go for a massage today I, I don't have the capacity to go for a massage today and i have 10 minutes in the afternoon before the kids come home right let's be still and feel it just yes. sit into it and and let the body start to relax yeah yeah. We're our own worst enemies, but we can also <laughs> be our own best gift. Mm. And that comes down to choice in life. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has that moment in life. You know, as you said, you went on a retreat that became your aha moment. Mm-hmm. And it's that moment where you look at it and go, why am I going down that road that's not serving me when there is a beautiful path before me? Right. But right. you may see it but you still got to make the choice to walk it. Oh, that's right. It's like when you come to a crossroads, okay, am I going to go right or left? Okay. Right. Might be scary. Yeah. Left it left is easy. Been there, done that for 30 years. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Right. right? It's like the the definition of insanity, doing Mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. So I'm going to take path to the right and it's going to be a slow path and it may take baby steps and baby steps and baby steps but getting just doing it stretching that comfort zone a little bit and a little bit and a little bit 
working through all of those little things. And then, you know, you make it to your destiny. Yeah. Well, no, you, you never make it to your destination. No, I, <laughs> no I, I'll go, you know, I call them chapters in life. You know, we get yeah. many chapters. So, yep. you know, you may make it to the end of that one chapter and there's a new chapter mm-hmm. to be, to be written, but you know, it's also, I think the biggest leap that we take is the first step. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right? It's scary. And it it's is. the most important. But isn't yeah. it exhilarating when you land yeah. on your feet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, You might not land on your feet today and it might not be next week and it might not be next month, but you will land. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, why I think we have as a, you know, back, back in the day, we were scared of the elements killing us, you know, um, mm-hmm. cougars, animals, this, that, et cetera. I'm talking the four-legged one, not the two-legged cougars, you know, coming out for you. And, you know, it's, yes, there was danger around and you had to be on alert, right? But we have seemed to have stepped into a society in the last few centuries where we've allowed people to go to a certain level in life and then dictate every aspect of our lives. And Mm. we've become powerless. But the only reason we've become powerless is because we gave all the power to them. Yeah. We made the choice to let it go. So we actually can take it back. Yeah. So make the choice to take it back. Exactly. And (laughs) it's so, it's so empowering when you, whether you, you, I'll speak for myself. I I gave my power to all those traumas Mm -hmm. that I experienced and it's like, wow, just bringing that, that my power back to me and not wasting my energy on okay, some of those things were really crappy, right? But that's part of my journey. That's part of my story. That's part of who I am. That's part of who shaped me. You're building blocks. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Bringing that power back and, and using that energy over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very powerful. You discover how courageous you are. You discover Mm -hmm. how strong you are. You discover Mm -hmm. the abilities you have. You discover that you're so much more than you ever thought you were. Isn't that worth taking the journey? Yes. And then you look back. 100% of the time. And I say to people, you know, people say, don't look back, just keep moving forward. No, 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 no. It's good to have a pause and look back. as just like reading a journal from the past and go, oh, my God, look how far I've come. Look at the things that I can tackle now that used to cripple me. Look at the abilities that I have learned that always were in me that I didn't know. Yeah, it's magical. It is. It is magical. And then when you think, okay, I've stretched enough. This is who I am now. This, nope, there's more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, there's more. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. We are incredible creatures. You know, I always draw the analogy that we're here to discover what our instrument is. Learn how to play it and then find the orchestra that we can harmonize with and create a symphony that resonates out to others. But every single one of us has an instrument that we have been gifted. Every single one of us has got something. You know, people worship the CEOs. But if that janitor doesn't keep that place clean, all the people are going to see is a dirty image and the CEO isn't going to look so good. So This comparison, and I think competition and comparison are very deadly for our soul and our spirit and our growth. But if we learn, and this is something the pandemic has done, you know, the truckers, the, 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 the nurses, the, the doctors, the, the grocery workers, uh, all the people in the uh, 
in the hospitals, cleaning and mm-hmm. keeping up. Um, we learned to appreciate the people that we deemed invisible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we realized we couldn't live without them. Mm-hmm. One of my core values is equality. Mm. And so really, truly believing that we are all equal, no matter, like you said, the CEO or the janitor, we are all equal and we are all here to create whatever we're here to me- meant to create, but we create the thing together. Yes. You, you can't have one without the other. No, you can't. I mean, an orchestra is made up of excellent musicians and sometimes it calls for someone to do a solo. But most of the time, it's for them to individually bring their excellence in sync, in harmony with each other, in order to expand out their gifts even more than they can as a singular person. We are so much greater when we come together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. So I, I, I had never heard the analogy of we're all an instrument and then creating the orchestra to create this. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I know you're writing a book that's not quite ready yet, but yes. will be out uh, this year or next? No, it will be out in August. So, Wonderful. Yep. Just, just shy of two months. It will be launched and it's surprise, surprise, a journal. <laughs> So journaling was reintroduced, reintroduced to me about three years ago. I remember. And then when I started journaling, I remember that I really loved it as a Mm. child. Um, And so coming back home Mm. to what I enjoy. And so the journal is based on self-love. So sharing that and, and really helping women on their self-love journey. Mm -hmm. One one of the things I like about books like that is you don't have to read it from beginning to end. Sometimes you can just simply go, what do I need to know today? And open the book. (laughs) And there, that particular journal is speaking to you, is is what is you need to know today. And I really do believe that through the illumination of somebody else's story, it Mm -hmm. ignites and inspires us to take our own. Mm-hmm. And the more that we're willing to listen to podcasts, read the books, hear somebody else's story, the more we realize we are not alone. And no. that if others can go through the process and become that illumination in their own lives, yeah. we just need to learn how to switch on our own switch. Right. That's right. And, and my mission, if I can help one person mm-hmm. learn what self-care is and how to truly create self-love for themselves. I've done my job. Right. Yeah. It's just one person at a time. And of course you do have a job job, right? You're in, uh, in financing and. um... (laughs) That's right. So we have a professional bookkeeping firm. So really creating that finances are pretty, you know, cliche, boring. Oh yeah. Just like housework. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing that financial housework for people. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Doing the financial housework. Um, I I like to call us number healers because Mm. um, we're really creating that connection between business owners do what they do. They don't really know finances. And so creating that connection and that like education, that advisory service of Mm. like, you know, let's get your finances in order so you can elevate your business. Right. And of course, there's so many people, you know, especially 
through the pandemic have pivoted out mm-hmm. and, you know, become the solopreneur. I'm a solopreneur and, yeah. you know, small entrepreneur. And, you know, it's like they've got the great idea. They've got the great this. But if you don't have, again, the foundation of mm-hmm. your finances, knowing where it can go, what it can, you know, all of those things that you need to know that's part of the soil from which your dream to grow in, you could end up with a brilliant idea that runs out of nutrition in the soil. So (laughs) it's really, really important that actually, that if you don't know what you're doing, that you reach out to somebody who does, less like somebody who's a great house worker, you know, you need somebody who knows the numbers and they can then become the healing numbers that allows your seeds to grow securely and really deep rooted. But Mm -hmm. it's not something that a lot of people think of. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is something that we really do need to know. And especially in a society that at the present moment is seesawing, Mm -hmm. you know, economically. And you need to know where you can be flexible and where you can't and where you need to hone in and where you can spend and what Mm -hmm. to spend on. So having somebody who knows the numbers, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is something that's really, really important. Yeah, that's right. And we work with a lot of clients who are in the holistic wellness industry. Mm. So that's kind of, that's our niche. Right. Um, and so they are healers themselves. Yes. And so and, really and being be able- probably the worst bookkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're not bookkeepers. Exactly. Guilty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so being able to support them from the back end and like, yes. let's create this beautiful thing that will grow and flourish and we'll create it together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know we, we talked about it takes a village to raise a family, but, it, you know, it also in business, it takes collaborative village of this is your strength and your forte. Uh, mm-hmm. And you want to know that somebody else has got your back and ABC, but also it's like you come across somebody. I can't do that, but I know somebody who can. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's it's about supporting one another. Again, no competition. Why are we constantly competing with each other to cutthroat each other? No comparison. This is my niche. This is what I do. And I do it well. You do that well. I need those services. They need these services. Collaborate. (laughs) Exactly. There's there's many aspects of my business that I don't want to do. I'm not good at it. I know I'm not good at it. And so I'm going to find the people who are good at it. And I might not know them now if there's something I'm searching for, but I know then, okay, I'm going to find this person who is good at this task. Like my book launch, Mm -hmm. I could organize my book launch. And you know what? I know that's my assistant's zone of genius. Mm -hmm. And so supporting her and her business to help support me and my, like, yes, again, you know, like it's, it's, do you want just the meat and potatoes or do you want a whole buffet option? right? Right. It doesn't mean you're going to partake of everything on that table, but it means you do have the options to really dive in, test things out and devour what you need at the time that you need it. We've got to get back to, I think, the village mentality. I I agree 100%. That's that will take us as a society, maybe even to the next level. Yeah. As a whole to the next level. I think the first thing we talked about, you know, the, the big leap is the first step. And I think that first step is like admitting to yourself either you're burnt out or that you feel in either la la land or, or gray zone. You just, you know that you're not attached to your life. You're robotically going through it, the walking dead, as I call it. And if you're at that stage and you know that joy, what's that? 
you know, uh, uh, self-care, what's that? This is the time that you really do need the help that is someone who's going to show you the way either through inspiration or through skills or tools, just to say, just as you manage your business or manage your home, we're going to manage your self-care. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I teaching, treating it as like, it's a business. Yes. As you are the, you are the business. You are the <laughs> right. product, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and what happens when you collapse, your business collapses. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of my mentors said last week, you know, the business can't outgrow the growth or like the growth of the, the business owner. And I'm right. sure I messed up that, that <laughs> quote, but your business can't grow any larger than what you can cope the with business owner. Yes. Yeah. And it's true. Yes. Either at that point you have to go, I need to cap or I need to bring more people in to go with the growth. <laughs> right. Uh, well, again, we don't prepare for the growth, but I think again, back to that first step of that self-care, um, No, it is not being selfish to place self-care on you. It is not being selfish to learn to love yourself. It is not being selfish to have boundaries. It is not being selfish to be the inner light and love of your life. It is imperative. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Oh, you talk about boundaries. I feel like that could be a whole other episode, just boundaries itself. I think that actually with the opening the door to self-care, I think one of the first things that comes up is the boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people are going to try and stop you or leech from you Mm -hmm. or this and that. You need to set those boundaries. No, I am taking this time for me. I love you. I can't help you right now. Catch you later. One of the most, because I'm a, say, recovering people pleaser. (laughs) One of the most empowering. I'm afraid you'll be recovering forever because once you're a people pleaser, just yeah, we have to catch ourselves on that. <laughs> but one of the most empowering sentences that I've learned in recent years is no. And it's a sentence. Yes. You, you can just simply say no. Right. It's yeah. a hard, it's a hard, it was a hard lesson for me to learn. Oh God, yes. Because um, didn't you feel guilty? Right. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? No. no What do you mean? No, you do it for everyone else. Why not me? (laughs) They're going to judge me. They're going to think I'm an awful person. They're going to think I think I won't be there for them next time. All of the things and saying no gives me back more time to say yes to myself. And also in the growth of that yes to yourself, the more enriched and abundant you become, the more you can say yes in the right arenas for the right reason. Yep. Yeah. And, and if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. (laughs) If it's not like, like, yeah, hell yes, yes, let's do it. Then it's, then it's a no for me. Yeah. And no was one of my hardest ones that I had to (laughs) learn um, because I used to bend myself into a complete pretzel to be everything (laughs) at once. And then wondered why my back aches, you know, it's, I wonder why I'm depleted. And I remember when I said to all of my friends, I'm sorry, I can't be there for you right now. I can't take your calls. I can't be there for you. I have to shut down and I have to go in and rebuild myself. And I don't know how long it's going to take. I love you, but I can't be there. And I had people that walked out of me because I was no longer there. And then, you know, with the distance away from them, I realized they were just piranhas anyway. Mm-hmm. right sucking on my energy and that was one of the reasons why I was constantly depleted and then other people 
you know, became the cheerleaders of my growth. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say goodbye to people, even family, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It's okay to say, I need time for me. I'm sorry, I can't be there for you right now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say no. Even it's no, not at this time. Or no, I'm afraid I'm not doing that. Right, exactly. Bringing, again, bringing that power back yeah. to self. Yes. Yeah. That empowerment of self is the enrichment and abundance of self. Mm-hmm. It is, it, in, and again, the more enriched and abundant you are, which again, nothing to do with bank balance. It's to do with that, that love generator inside of you. And the more you take care of that love generator, the more of that love generator becomes, becomes that energy for everyone else around you, mm-hmm. as well as yourself. Mm-hmm. And the people in your circle feel it. Yes. They, they know when you're in alignment. Yeah. And they know when you're not. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's also you don't get the piranhas at that point that just want to suck you dry. You get the people who also have risen up to a certain energy. And when those energies meet, hallelujah, possibilities and opportunities galore when those energies meet. Magical. Yes. It is magical. And because we're not leaving that space for those piranhas, if we Mm. use that word, those piranhas to come in. Okay, I don't, I'm not allowing that into my life anymore. That's my boundary with myself. And you don't create that. So creating or, or leaving that space to bring in those aligned people. Yes. Those people whose journeys are meant to go together. Yeah, the, the really the right orchestra. Yeah. Right. You yeah. don't want somebody coming in, you know, that's not harmonious, you know, so it's got to be people that are in sync with each other that are on the same vibe. Yeah. Right. And then you actually can really create that harmony and that uh, that magnificent. But if you've got somebody, it's also you can help somebody with the hand up, but Mm -hmm. your hand has to be kind of there slightly in front of you. Come reach. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to reach, I'm willing to help you come further. If you're just wanting me to come down so you can pull me down, it ain't happening. No, it's not. (laughs) I don't have time for that anymore. No. Because it's very hard to get out of that if you get sucked into it, Mm -hmm. right? And and that first initial phase of learning to take care of yourself, learning to put those boundaries, learning to say no, learning to face the guilt. Oh, I'm so guilty because I said no, you know, going through all of that Mm self-persecution and then going, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) All right. I I actually like the self-care. I, you know, I, I'm actually beginning to see joy again. I'm beginning to see purpose again. And the more you immerse yourself into it, the more you understand why you need to continue on that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like when you learn self-care and self-love, it's like pulling your head out of the clouds. Oh yeah. The gray zone. Yeah. The gray zone. You see color. (laughs) (laughs) There, There was a movie many years ago called Pleasantville where this brother and sister went back in time into this kind of 50s movie where everybody was gray and they kind of helped switch their color on. And as they became more colorful and more independent and more, you know, like, I don't want to be in this robotic life, you know, the the whole town started colorizing. And I think Mm. a a lot of that is, you know, that gray zone is a fear zone. And we've got to understand the status quo wants to keep us in fear because they keep us in fear, they keep us in control, Yeah. right? 
And, yeah. you know, don't give up your control to anyone and yes. only be afraid of crossing the road in front of traffic. Yeah. Or walking up to a bear saying, hi, can I have a hug? You yeah. know, it, yeah. there are certain things to be afraid of, but don't walk through life afraid just because someone's no. told you to. Exactly. Right. Where, where do we, we learn? Well, our, we're meant, we're meant to keep ourselves safe. Yes. And so when we feel fear that our body is like, no, stay safe, stay safe. But in, like you said, unless you're crossing the street or hugging a bear, <laughs> it's okay to feel that fear and just do it anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you break through that membrane mm-hmm. and you realize, oh my God, I've lived in this fear zone for so long. It's, chewed me up it's taken every ounce of energy to be here now I'm not feeding the fear (laughs) right I'm feeding the love and the care oh my god how much energy do I have right an abundant amount of energy to just share and spread and create that that effect that ripple effect yeah Mm -hmm. but I also think it's also people have got to understand that um, there are some people who have had traumas and drama that become a drama in their life. They become identified with the trauma and they don't know themselves as anything else. And they're too scared to walk away from the trauma or the drama of the trauma because they don't know who they will be. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a trauma or whether it's just you're in the gray zone, who you want to be, no matter what you're walking away from, is still to you nobody can do it for you they can help you along the way they can guide you they can cheer you on they can give you all the skills and the tools but it's your journey and you've got to ask yourself do you want to stay in the hurricane or are you going to fight to get out Mm -hmm. remember you fought to get out of the womb and look where you are (laughs) right just give birth to yourself for god's sake yeah yeah Yeah. and and I think it, again, it's that fear, right? It's scary. I don't, I've, I've lived for my example, 30 years of my life this way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's scary to take a step in the other direction because I don't know who I actually am, or I don't know who I'm actually going to become, or I don't really know. Maybe I don't even know my purpose. Like, why am I here? And I didn't have the answers to those questions when I started this journey four years ago. I didn't, but I knew that there had to be a different way. And four years ago, if you said what, whoever I wanted to be, whoever I wanted to be at that time, it's very different from where I ended up. Yes. You can't, you can't plan your journey. No, no. You know, what you can do is put the, the, the things that you need for your journey in your backpack mm-hmm. and you're going the to tools. gather more along the way, <laughs> but you've got to be whirling to to climb those rocks and take that windy road and you know anybody who well okay I'll take that journey but give me a map give me a manual you know you're missing the point right (laughs) because what you wanted four years ago and what you have got today what you've got today serves you so much better than what you thought you needed four years ago absolutely and and I like that how you're like the tools in the backpack Mm -hmm. We're going to, the journey is collecting all those tools. Yes. And when, when something pops up, oh, what tool am I going to use yes. today to, to manage this? Yes. Or whom are you going to meet along the way? Because the teacher will always come when yes, you're ready. You've just, I, I have a program called your view of life. Um, 
you know, from I did the true colors and the view of life in my coaching, which I don't do too much of now, but it's there. But, you know, the view of life is a metaphorical journey. And one of the things that I realized and what people realize at the end of taking that is how switched off they are to things around them. You know, we've put the blinkers on, we've walked linearly and we've got all that person over there had a, had a tool for you. This person over here had wisdom for you. There was a bridge there, but you decided to go for the sewerage, you know, because we're not paying attention to what's around us. Goes back to you saying, if you're present and you see what's in front of you and you decide to walk it, the clarity of what's around you comes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And being present and you can be way more present when your cup is full. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> Let it flow over. Totally. Let it flow over to whoever needs it. Right. Exactly. You can never exactly. have too full a cup. No, you can't. It will flow over. Right. You can <laughs> never be too enriched and abundant with your heart and soul. Never. Exactly. Because <laughs> it is just going to flow over and it's going to land on all of those people that just needed that nectar. <laughs> and didn't know they they were open uh, they had the vessel open to receive it right yeah. and you're fueling them yeah right yeah. yeah so you can't be too much exactly you can't <laughs> but again i think life is still about remember to pace yourself because you can get caught up in that exuberant energy and you've got to remember that you've still got to you know um re-energize your own generator which means okay, you know what, that was fantastic. I gave a lot of energy out. That was wonderful. But I'm needing to retreat for a while and regroup. Pay attention to your own inner signs. Absolutely. It's, yeah, again, your body will tell you. And, and what are those signs? You, when you start to pay attention to your body, you start to recognize what things mean. Yes. And so, just being mindful of those. Okay. This week I need this, and this is what I need to focus on. Um, maybe, you know, there's a big event coming up. So you're giving a lot of energy yeah. to that and then no. Okay. For three days after that, cause yeah. I'm an introvert. So for three days <laughs> after that, I need to not people like, <laughs> right. Do you find as an introvert that, you know, cause you, your exuberance is extrovertness. Mm. And, you're, and you're an introvert that needs mm -hmm. to kind of regroup. Do you find that, mm -hmm. that people get confused with that? Well, you're either one or the other. No, no. Uh, I'm an introverted extrovert. I do yeah. know I have to go into my own little world to rejuvenate, to be the extrovert. To, to show up yeah. as that person. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I say that all the time when I do, when I do events or like when I'm speaking and mm. I'm around a lot of people, it's like, okay, I need to go home and stare at the wall. Like <laughs> I just need space. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I like to travel up into the universe and you're amongst mm. all the silence. You're amongst everything. You're in this beautiful darkness and lightness. It's just like, basically what you're is your outer body. Mm -hmm. Right. That spirit mm -hmm. just goes out of body and it has a chance for everything to rejuvenate and then come back together. Yes. And then to be able to show up as the big me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So bottom line is first make the choice. I don't like living in the gray zone anymore. I don't like living in the trauma anymore. I don't like living with myself anymore. What am I going to do about it? All right, I'm going to start putting self-care on me. Well, that self first self-care step is what are the boundaries? I've got to learn the word no. 
right? <laughs> and then what is your self-care? You've got to go through that journey of discovery, just discover what it is that really feeds you. Mm -hmm. Because self-care is so different for everybody. I, I have told people in the past, like, this is my favorite thing, you know, candles, Epsom salts, yeah. lights down in the tub, like, and they're like, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like that would not fill my cup up at all. And I'm right. like, that's okay. So what is your method? Yes. Like, what is your thing? You know, I have a vision board here by my desk that I look at every day and I just take a few minutes to look at it. That helps me like focus into things that really matter to me. Surrounding myself with all these little things throughout my day yeah. brings me the self-care, but everybody is different. Yes, I, I, mean, I remember one stage, my Sarah keep a journal and I tried and I just couldn't, mm -hmm. but I became mm -hmm. a blogger, an article mm -hmm. writer. See? And that, yeah. you know, now every week I do my own podcast, which sometimes <clears throat> I literally just press record and whatever comes out. Yes. as if this week and and sometimes you know I kind of write a little bit and then it will come out yeah. but it's it's always very much in the moment of yeah. you know what needs to come out and that is you know my form of expression and mm -hmm. it, it, we need to find where is your expressiveness mm -hmm. you know is it in meditation is it in writing is it in journaling is it in art what is it where you feel you are letting yourself out and expressing yourself and and that there is no one size fit all there's that oh this works for me so it's going to work for you mm -hmm. you've got to discover for yourself what mm -hmm. works for you yeah. and be willing to try a few things that's right you're not going to get it right well you might not get it right on the first try <laughs> i remember interviewing a vet who admittedly that he was a military junkie he kept signing up mm -hmm. and going back because he was so used to being constantly that when he came back he didn't know how to decompress mm -hmm. and so he would sign mm -hmm. up to go back because he was living in the adrenaline all the time and a friend of his said you're coming to yoga with me <laughs> yoga <laughs> right now well not only did he go to yoga but he ended up starting a whole yoga organization for other vets and their families to go together to reconnect with each other and decompress and, and everybody come back together. And you took somebody who was an absolute adrenaline and a junkie into that yoga, right? And it's just like, don't say never. Right. Give everything a try because you don't know what's going to speak to you until you're willing to try it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't get in and your that, own way. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the, his path, his journey, if he wouldn't have showed up to yoga that day. Exactly. He probably would be dead because he kept signing up to put himself in the danger zone. Right. right. And, and it all because he didn't know how to decompress. Well, <laughs> as a mom or as a business person, very often, you know, the demands, demands, demands on us. And especially there was a piece on the news the other day about because people working virtually at home still or, and probably continuing to do so of <laughs> having that work day that after certain hours, you're not available. Mm -hmm. right now you know when you're mm -hmm. own your own business so i'll just check that email i'll just make that call and you know and for me five o'clock business is over yep right and you've yep. got to set your own boundaries there <laughs> yep. right and say yep. no no more business right That's so right. parameters <laughs> mm -hmm. there's this this thing i don't know is it a badge of honor but like when you start a business you you're the jack of all trades 
And so if that means working 12 hours a day in the evenings on the weekends, like, and, and I did that, I'm no different than anybody else. I worked a lot in the beginning and creating that boundary with myself. Nope. After this time, I am not working. Right. Exactly. I've had so many people I've interviewed that were those people that worked 18 hour days and they lost their family, they lost themselves or they became sick or they lost the business and they had to have the cosmic two by four to stop them. And this, it was the greatest gift because it gave them their life back because they were following, well, I've now got the big house. I've now got the big car. I've now got all the followers. I've now got all of this, but my God, it takes so much energy to maintain it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, be careful what you ask for. And it's like, do you need all of that? No. Are you just being caught up in that treadmill? And you've got people, no, you've got to do this. You've got to push forward. You've got to do that. Well, these are the people that don't know how to prioritize, be still, or really don't actually understand the importance of your life. And the importance of your life is you. And if you're not maintaining you, you're not going to maintain anything else. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So the book comes out in August. The book comes out in August. What's it going to be called? It is called This Is Me, and it's a personal journal. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm Personally expressing you and and nobody else, nobody else's illusion, just you. Um, Just you. Although her show is out right now, folks, uh, when the book comes out, it will be on her show blog, so you'll be able to find it there. Um, Tell people about your your other financial business as well and how to get hold of you there, should somebody be looking along that line. Yeah, so we own a professional bookkeeping firm. We service clients across Canada in the holistic wellness industry. Um, our company name is Nova Ridge, so you can find us at novaridge.ca. And yeah, we have lots of information on our website. So we have a blog up on there, any, any kind of information for a business owner. And I like the fact that it's for the holistic um, business world and the spiritual business world because quite honestly <laughs> they're generally not very good at managing their finances and they need help so yes I'm glad you're specializing in that and, you're right <laughs> and you've got a new site coming up hopefully is up by the time the show is up there but what's that what's that site called yeah so my personal website is hollypenny.ca and my last name is spelled p-e-n-n-e-y always have to spell that because it's a little bit different um, .ca and that website should be up now. Um, and there is a link to sign up for my book launch. So you can, you'll know right. when my book is launched. Excellent. Wonderful. So you can pre-order that. And of course you're mm-hmm. on Facebook. I am Holly Penny. You're on yep. Instagram, Holly Penny. You're on TikTok. Um, yeah. Holly Penny. So, and uh, I'm pretty well Holly Penny across the road, right? Across the You got it. Right. And, uh, you know, I just find that the the best inspiration comes from people who have taken the journey, but Mm -hmm. it's also the best invitation because somebody listens and go, okay, you're just like me. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, people say, do you interview celebrities? And I say, yes, everybody's a celebrity on on my thing. Right. Because it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And you Mm -hmm. decided to place value upon yourself. You Mm -hmm. decided to nurture and love the being that you are, which folks, by the way, is what you're here to do in this lifetime. 
You're here yes. to learn to love yourself, be that love, a beacon of love for other people, because it's only through that love vibration we're going to heal our planet and heal ourselves. And my God, when we look at the news, don't we need some more love? So mm -hmm. the peace you seek, the love you seek, it's all within you. So you have inspired people just to simply decide, hey, I'm going to place some self-care on me and see where it takes me. Mm -hmm. And you're not looking back, are you? Never. Right. This is one opportunity when you can say never. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't say never to possibilities or opportunities, but you can say never going back. back. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Forward from here. Yeah. Look back because you see how far you've come. Exactly. You see who you yeah. are today. And mm -hmm. that just helps propel you forward. Mm -hmm. But even if something from your past comes up, that doesn't mean you're going back there. No. All it is is that, well, now you've got better tools to deal with that. Deal with it and get on with it. Yep. That's right. Let's move on. Yes. Life yep. is a forward motion. It's very fluid. The wind is constantly blowing. The water currents are constantly moving. The oxygen in our body, the blood, the, everything in our system is about fluidity. And our fluidity is about constantly growing and moving forward, not being stagnant and fermenting and, and quite honestly, you know, corrupting our own, you know, our own, our own selves with this ease that creates disease. And we have so much disease out there today that is coming from people that are caught up in the pain and they don't know how to get rid of it. Going through it is the only way. Start with some self-care and saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all starts with you. Yes, always has. Mm -hmm. It always has and it always will. Mm -hmm. Right? The only person that can do anything for you in your life is you. Other people can help. Other people can cheer you on. But it's all up to you. Yes, it is. Thank you for sharing here today. Thank you so much, Sarah. This was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Folks, you're looking at two women of two different ages, of two different lifestyles, but we've both decided to go through the process because we didn't like where we were anymore. And believe me, the waters on this side are a damn sight better. So come and join us by being willing to go through the process. Check out her site, hollypenny.ca or .com. Yes. Because she's in Canada. CA, thank you. Penny with an E, right? And then EY. Mm -hmm. And sign up for her book because the best inspiration is coming from people that have in their moment, in their own illumination, that now sheds light on your journey. And remember, we're all in this together. We're all here to cheer each other on. And we're all here to be this beautiful, abundant human species that we are meant to be. So. Thank you so much, Holly. Thank you. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up just a moment.